Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. And I'm recording this, I think it's Sunday morning, July 2nd. And uh, I just got finished watching an interview uh, with the head of Angel Studios and Tim Ballard on the movie Sound of Freedom. And there's a lot of buzz out about that right now. And if you're not aware of it, uh, it's basically a story from the life of Tim Ballard, who you have heard me talk about. Uh, he's the one that goes in and does uh, rescuing children. He used to do it for the government left to go out on his own because there were too many rules about why he could or couldn't do things and has, uh, I don't want to say become successful because that's just sad, uh, but he has created a network. Uh, and the more positive thing he does is he doesn't just rescue children. He teaches other governments how to conduct effective uh, child rescue for human uh, sex trafficking of children, which, you know, have you also have heard me say, couldn't be anything more important if you're going to spend your time doing something. But the other thing he is, is he is a shining star example of what it means to be wired for danger. And his wife, who supports him, while uh, he does the heavy lifting without her love and support, it would never happen. And how, you know, the power of being wired for danger isn't, you know, being the, the isolated hero all by yourself, but it's who you are within the context of us all. So uh, what I did in the posting is I posted the, the interview, the art, the the video itself, it's on YouTube. You have to uh, kind of fast forward if you want to get to the meat of it. The first five minutes are uh, just uh, promos. And then I put some bullet points below for anybody who wants to see it written down and or who won't be listening to this audio. But there's a whole bunch of other things that have just happened in the last few days that I wanted to try and hopefully remember uh, and touch on. Uh, the dogs are sleeping for the moment. Uh, the birds, it's light out. It's not dark. So it's actually morning, but the birds are up. So you'll hear some background noises. And so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna play the intro. If you've heard it and don't want to, you can skip ahead for three minutes. If you're new and you hear the intro and you resonate with it, you're probably in the right place because I designed it specifically for those of us who are wired for danger. And you'll get it when nobody else does. So deep breath. I will see you on the other side. Tell me why. Tell me why. Five, four, dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. How do we get, how do we get so brave? Since day one, something's been missing. I, I know it's time to transition to Everything goes somewhere, and I go everywhere. 
It's a brand new day, and I am so glad you're here. My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. I draw on them to bring you a podcast focusing on those of us who are wired for danger in both the fight and the fallout, because my heart and mission is to serve you in yours and what I know to be true as a wired for danger human. The quest for meaning Without a mission we are willing to die for, there is no purpose or meaning to live for. We are not special, but necessary. Our lives are often hard, and they rarely end well. But even knowing all of this, we just can't not do what we were born to do, because we can't stop being who we were born to be. If you are new, I hope you'll listen and see if any of this rings true. And if so, you are not alone. And with that, we are so glad you're here. I've been looking for a place that I'd rather be. I've been searching for my own destiny. I raise my gun to the sky and scream out loud. This is my life. This is my hope. This is what All right, we are back. And I have to tell you, I'm having trouble catching my breath because one of the things, you know, I've been spinning out this morning about is how much thinking I'm in the process of doing uh, and spinning out from too much thinking and how uh, I actually came up to uh, try to write a little while ago to kind of purge out the overthinking process. And then I got down the rabbit hole. You know how that goes, but there's been a lot that's happened the last few days that have really are interrelated to this whole story, and and it's not about just Tim Ballard or the movie. It's about all these different things. It's about timing. It's about how change takes time, how we're all in a different place in the continuum Uh, Some people are breakout people and they are famous and successful and other people are obscure uh, and hidden in the shadows and we'll never know their names that we're bringing, you know, all these ideas forward and how when we sit in judgment of other people, because that's what was happening this morning also, I was reading another uh, Substack writer's post and she was frustrated because she had just she doesn't believe in uh, Jesus and fundamental Christianity and how she's keeps getting all these people talking to her she's talking about nanotechnology and our blood and things like that how she's being attacked and called a demon and all these other things because she doesn't uh, and she can never be a guest and so you know, they'll never talk to her or take her seriously because she doesn't follow biblical Christianity. When she's a medical doctor trying to put forward, you know, practical information 
But because she doesn't follow their belief system, everything that she knows is dismissed. But when she posts about her belief system, it's all about her, you know, the title of the post was uh, starting a movement to save the human species, you know, and you've been hearing me talk about that for a long time. So, you know, I was, and then I, and I was just expressing that same frustration, how uh, we have created this in- intensely divided, polarized world, and how, uh, you know, what what is underneath all of this is, you know, we have this desperate need to connect and belong, especially when we're younger, and so uh, we create these these ideological islands, and you're only allowed on the island if you agree with the ideology, and and we're trying to connect around abstract belief systems uh, while we're not paying attention to what connecting around practical things like survival, right? Because this morning I went out to get water and the water system is down. Uh, And without water, you could have all the belief systems in the world and they don't mean anything. And so we're just so mixed up and screwed up and it's complicated. And then, you know, I somehow I got back in here and I, rabbit hole and started watching this interview and I was remembering my Hollywood days because they were talking about Hollywood and how uh, being good at your job didn't mean everything and everybody was weird and had I stayed in Hollywood I probably would have gotten sucked into all this perverted stuff and so you know at the time I was heartbroken because I couldn't stay in Hollywood and I look back now and I say thank God you know, I wasn't a part of Hollywood because I was good at it. You know, I had people telling me, wow, you're really good at it. But uh, I couldn't deal with the people part. So it was, there's just this great big soup that is our life. And at the same time, you know, I, I listened to uh, an interview with Martin Armstrong, who is very accurate economically and, you know, world events. And and he says, you know, the same thing everybody says, you know, divided, uh, united we stand, divided we fall. And all of this stuff that's being used to divide us is really pulling us apart at the highest level of detail and things we can't control. We can't control what our skin looks like. Uh, We can't uh, control all thinking and feeling and believing the same thing. Uh, you know, our point of connection is, you know, food, shelter, water, safety, and, and at a deep level, anybody who's sane says there's nothing more important than, you know, keeping our children safe. It's really easy to come together around that. But if you look at one of my bullet points, you know, while I was thinking about that, I'm like, it's awesome that we have this movie bringing attention. It's awesome that Tim Ballard is working super hard to uh, save children. The problem is, is why do we need to save children in the first place? We need to ask the question, not how do we rescue children, but who, who are we as humans that ever want to use children sexually? That's the real issue. And people think, oh, it's not me. It's got to be somebody else. But statistically, it's almost always somebody you know. The two million children being trafficked are just a fraction of the, the millions and millions of children that are being sexually used and abused by people that know them in their own home or by neighbors or things like that. And that doesn't happen in a vacuum. That happens 
collectively. It happens when we start accepting it in small ways. Uh, when we want beauty contests for children and sexualize them, when we choose clothing that sexualizes them, when you, you know, pornography is the gateway to hardcore pedophilia in the same way, you know, marijuana is the gateway to hardcore drug. You know, you open that vortex and you, not everybody gets sucked in, but a percentage of people get sucked in because like any addiction, anyone seeking power outside themselves, a little bit is good, but eventually you need more and the perversion gets more. And you heard me talking about psychopathy where uh, it is more, more, more because the stimulation of a little bit of torture is no longer sufficient. Now I need a lot of torture. And that's one group. And then you have a whole other group that uses children sexually is uh, just men who aren't engaging in pedophilia, they're just going to a brothel. They're, they're doing sex for the point of sex. It doesn't really matter in many ways what the age is. It's just a hole to put it in. Uh, and, you know, the reality is while human trafficking is part of uh, men and women participating, men are the primary people who are utilizing the children for sexual purposes not exclusively but percentage wise and i you know just feel like this is a problem that men really need to look at themselves and contribute to whether it's you know mentoring young boys uh, or getting involved or supporting financially or whatever but and we as women really need to support it because uh and look at our part. Why are we creating this problem? Uh, because it's just horrific. It's horrific. Uh, it's, it's, you know, debased. There's nothing positive that comes out of it, except the fact that we can almost exclusively unite around this idea that it's really bad and we should really do something about it and how the more awareness we create, which is the beauty of storytelling and Good storytelling is even more important. And all the people that, as you're listening to this interview, that are involved in getting this story told and how it takes years and years and years. It's a 10-year project to get one this one little movie out. And it's just infinitely complex on something that seems so stupidly simple. Don't have sex with children. Right? Right? Like, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your belief system is. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what, how old, what age, how much money you have. Almost all healthy people can agree don't have sex with children. So the real question we should be asking is why do so many people, human, whatever, want to have sex with children? But the cycle of change is long. Uh, you know, they referenced slavery. You know, any kind of change takes time and we get frustrated you know people who stay committed over the long haul it takes a lot it takes a lot of sacrifice it tears you up and and that takes us back you know to tim ballard to do that job that what could be more important or more valuable but can you even imagine the cost of him and what he's going through day in and day out. Do you have any, I mean, I did it as a social worker, not to that degree. I had to leave. It was horrible. It's horrible 
to know what's happening and especially know what's happening and not be able to do anything about it. And most people who are trying to help are persecuted and crucified. Like I was constantly, you know, trying to run me out of jobs because I was a bulldog. Like, why are we doing this? You know, why aren't we saving them? Why aren't we helping? Why aren't we doing the right thing? Because most people just didn't want to do the right thing. Even though if you ask them completely separately from their job, do you think we should be having sex with children? They'd say no. But when it impacted them personally, when it was their job that was a threat or their position or their power, right? Well, I can't be bothered. And that's what he's referencing. You know, the bureaucracy was more important than doing the right thing. So, you know, I'm presenting all this because it's infinitely complex. Uh, you know, it starts off with, you know, frustration because this religious group is too busy crucifying people for trying to do the right thing. Yet it's that same religious group that's out there doing very much a right thing. And, you know, this Angel Studios is being incredibly innovative and powerful and bringing stories forward in a brand new way uh, because Hollywood, we know, is perverted and dying. And so there's no just singular right or wrong. There's no absolute or there's no perfect. Uh, there's no outcome that's guaranteed and there's no way to mandate what should be and how everybody should feel. And and it's just this big, wild, goopy mess of confusion when we wake up every morning and we have to decide what part in the story do we really want to tell? Who do we want to be? And that's where you've heard me continuously refine uh, wired for danger. And now I'm even further down. I need to talk more to women than to men because, you know, men want to argue with me about it and I don't want to argue. In fact, I was looking at some of the comments uh, on that lady who was talking about the Christians demonizing her and the comments were exhausting and everybody was doing their own thing. And it's all about why my thinking is the right thinking. And it had nothing to do with the, the broader, more important picture. It's like, why do we want to get divided by these abstract beliefs while people are dying? Do you know, my thing has always been, you know, if the, the building's on fire, I don't care if a man, woman, child, or alien comes in and rescues me. All I care about are rescuing my kid or my pet. All I care about is somebody brave enough to run in and do the rescuing. But without the fire, we all feel like we have the time and the luxury to discuss these ridiculous distinctions that divide us instead of focusing on what unites us. And then here we are, right? We're into this great big soupy mess. And so, you know, the thing I loved and love about the Wired for Danger wiring, that brain, that experience, uh, when you're in those peak moments and you're super focused, and you know you're doing the right thing, and everyone's on the same page with you in a crisis moment, it's pure, and it's real, and it doesn't have conflict, and everybody's focused on doing this thing. They're not debating about why their way is the right way to do the thing, or why it's wrong, and we shouldn't do the thing, and and it's just awesome. And once you've experienced that, it's just the rest of life is very defeating. It's, uh, you know, why people who are aid workers usually go back and then they burn out to the point where they're 
uh, no longer able to function in society. I mean, these, these jobs tear you apart. Uh, they crucify you trying to do the right thing. You sacrifice yourself to do the right thing. Uh, and then you're met with all this resistance about doing the right thing. And there's just no solution that's simple that solves all of these problems. But for those who get it, those who understand why you can't stop doing the right thing, uh, you know, every morning I get up, what's the right thing to do? How can I be the most helpful? Uh, and then I'm overwhelmed because even though I have all these ideas and these information, they don't mean anything. They're not valuable to other people. I just have to find a way to organize them. But then I'm so overwhelmed, I can hardly start. And so we all have a different role in this world and this soup of humanity and experience. But I think the great radical shift that each of us can make is how can we focus on something that we can agree on that's important instead of putting so much energy into things that we'll never agree on and they're not important, right? What's not important is how you uh, spend your religious energy. What's important is, is there water, right? What's not important is... Uh, you know, what color uniform you have at your child's school. What is important is that no children get abducted or uh, hurt at school. But because we have this luxury in Western civilization, or had, I'm sure this will be going away quite quickly, we've had this luxury of our survival needs provided we have the time and the energy to focus on all these things that really aren't that important that divide us. And that's the, you know, when we get, when I look at all of this, the great soup that we're all in is instead of pushing against what we don't like or we don't want in somebody else, how can we find ways to agree about what's important and valuable? And sometimes you can't, right? Sometimes there are so many communities, you know, in New Mexico that are having these terrible water problems, uh, but you can't get agreement with the government, right? Because power and job and being right and uh, positioning oneself for their future is just more important. And so... We can't control or do anything about anybody else out in the world. All we can do is our tiny little piece of the pie. And uh, that's one of the beautiful things about these Angel Studios is that they have implemented something called Pay It Forward. So, you know, they're competing with the big Hollywood studios. And what they do is people who have money to buy a ticket for somebody else, they call that paying forward because... Uh, in the movie distribution world, uh, opening weekend is how many people, how many seats did you fill in your theaters determines, you know, the first opening weekend determines if that film will be distributed. And, you know, it's, it's a different world now with streaming, but once upon a time, you know, it was very, very important uh, how you did on opening weekend. Distribution was everything. And if you missed that window your movie was gone. Now, in today's world, that's very easily uh, circumvented because we can 
uh, you know, put things on streaming and internet and all those other things. But the reality, I haven't been to a movie in a theater in probably 30 years. It's been so long. I haven't lived close to a theater in a very long time, but I used to love to go to the movies. And the, the power of a movie in a movie theater is just unsurpassed. You know, whatever we're watching on the screen is just so not as great. And the, and the commercials are distracting and the noises at home are distracting and you stop and you start. And just the concentration in a movie theater. I used to love that escapism of a really good movie where you're just sucked into the story and you're not thinking about anything else and you're not looking at anything else. You're having an immersive experience, not a distracted experience. So it's very important, I think, that we keep the movie theater as a thing because especially when you have movies like this that are real and and are opening the eyes to the everyday person who cannot understand why child sex trafficking is the fastest growing industry on the planet. Now, how freaking perverse is that? And yet, here we are. And what could be more important? I mean, you're talking about, will the species survive? You cannot sacrifice your children and expect civilization to continue. And we do that in a thousand ways every day. We do it by poisoning the food. We do it by these vaccines. We do it with this insanity that's going on in the schools, with this transgender, with sexualizing children. There are a thousand ways our children, the children, are under assault all day, every day. And what kind of species sacrifices their children? Now, you see it in nature all the time. Uh, you know, one of the things that's shocking to me is how in nature, animals have babies mostly for food for other animals. Uh, you know, it's they're just a food source, but you have enough of them, and then a few of them live, and the species continues. So in our domestication, we've allowed our children to be the source of food for dark, evil, whatever you want to call it, energy that are fe feeding on the pain and suffering. It's not the physical act that's really the commodity. It's the energetic uh, frequency of the pain and the suffering of the innocence that the darkness feeds on. And that's, you know, why they say it's a spiritual problem. You know, healthy, normal people don't want to have sex with children. Uh, people who are low-functioning and not thinking, don't care, you know, pretty much who they have sex with. And perverted, disturbed people slash entities want to have sex with children because they're feeding off the terror and the horrible feelings and the destruction of innocence. And that's so hard to imagine as any semblance of normal people you know, that think about these things. You know, there's a big chunk of the world that doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about these things. Children don't have value. They're just a commodity that you own. 
Uh, you know, they put these little girls and boys into rooms. They're having sex with 20 people a day. Uh, those people aren't lined up because they want to have sex with children. They were lined up because they just want to have sex. And children are much more easily controlled. So uh, there's a couple things that are going on in all this, but all of it is disgusting and perverted and just insane as a species that we allow it to happen at all. And that's my battle cry as a wired for danger person like what could be more important well right now you know water's more important but the second most abstract thing that's important you know beyond food and water shelter is not sacrificing children and that's why we need people like tim ballard and all these other people who are investing their time and energy in a wildly unrewarding way in fact just being torn apart physically mentally emotionally spiritually financially torn apart just trying to do the right thing and we can't stop and so you know my original intention and hope was to be a support to those people but one of the problems of being those people is you're busy rescuing everybody else but you don't know how to stop and take care of yourself enough so that you can survive to live another day you just do it till you burn out and die. And then you sort of crawl. That's why I say in the opening uh, that our lives are very hard and they rarely end well because we're terrible at taking care of ourselves. And, you know, if we're out here broken down and used up after, you know, the peak moment of our energy and our focus out trying to save everybody and do the right thing. So there's no simple answers. I just hope that it plants seeds. If you're not, like I said, a wire for danger person, why it's so important to value and support those who are and how we all have a role to play and just something as simple as pay it forward, buy somebody else a ticket, share the story, pass the information on why that's so valuable because right now, it's gaining speed. The intensity is growing. Evil is coming out of the shadows and the corners. And if we shine light, it weakens. If we lock it back up in the closet, it gets stronger. And the more people that are willing to look, the less heavy lifting each of us have to do while we're looking. And that's really important. You know, one person looking by themselves is overwhelming. Knowing millions of people are looking is a miracle. So with that, I hope you have a super fabulous day. <sighs> Deep breath. I hope this is uh, hearable because my microphone is doing something funky. But it's an ongoing saga. What can I tell you? <laughs> And hopefully by tomorrow we'll have water. I don't know that anybody knows but me that we don't have water. But hey, we'll uh, see how that goes. So deep breath, my friends, and I will see you next time.